listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 247. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Well, hey there, you amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. I am your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who helps women around the world make more money by creating a personalized business strategy and mastering their mindset so they can create a business and life they love and want to show up for every single day. So... I hope you are having an amazing week, my friend, no matter where you are in the world. Today's podcast episode is an absolutely must listen to. I mean, all my podcasts are, but this one in particular, you're not going to want to miss this episode. I have the most amazing and luscious human being, Holly Loxton, joining us today to chat with us about how unresolved trauma could be holding you back from business success. We're going to dive deep on this topic. We're going to start by what is trauma? What are the benefits businesses can see when they work through the trauma? the difference between trauma and drama, and so much more. Holly brings her A-game to this podcast episode, and you're going to want to listen to every last second of it. But before we get started in this awesome episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my four-day exclusive Bali Women in Business Retreat happening October 19th through October 22nd, 2023. From amazing speakers to mastermind sessions to sound healing sessions, luxury accommodation, connection, and time to put you and yourself first, this retreat is something you do not want to miss out. Tickets are selling like hotcakes. And so to learn more about this four-day exclusive Bali retreat for women in business, simply send me a message over on Instagram. My handle is Angela Henderson Consulting. Again, flick me a message over in the DMs over on Instagram. My handle again is Angela Henderson Consulting, and we can chat more over there. Spots are limited for this four-day Bali retreat. Now let's get into today's awesome podcast episode with the brilliant Holly. Hey, 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 Holly. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. Oh my goodness. I'm super excited to have another female entrepreneur from Aussie on the podcast today. So I'm super pumped to hang out. And listen, we've only just recently rent, uh, met, re- met recently inside of a Facebook community. And it was a no brainer to have you on the podcast today to share your wisdom around specifically today, how unresolved trauma could be holding you back from business success. Uh, it's a big topic, right? And I think it's a topic that not a lot of women want to necessarily explore because they're too busy creating a funnel or a checklist, or an opt-in, or whatever. But I actually think this is some of the most important work that women should be doing before the opt-in and before the checklist. But we'll get more into that in just a minute. 
And one of the things that I like to do, Holly, before we get into everything is, is I always like to ask a fun question so the audience gets to know you a little bit more. And as I was (laughs) preparing for the podcast today, I was over on your Instagram and on your uh, website and things like that. And you clearly love the color purple. Like there's no doubt in my mind that purple is a big part of your life. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to know a little bit more about what is it about the color purple that you just love so much? What an interesting question. So uh, (laughs) my original branding was actually uh, watercolour blue on the Mm -hmm. back of a butterfly. And I like butterfly being a symbol of transformation and healing and all of that. And when I really transitioned into wanting to upgrade my own life, I went through a bit of a rebrand. And to me, that royal purple was just really symbolic of um, that more luxurious uh, feel, look Mm -hmm. and feel. And mm-hmm. I think blue is really, you know, can be associated with depression and stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I get people at that stage, but I'm now taking them somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. So that's why. <laughs> no, I love it because I was like on it and it's definitely part of your brand. Like you can feel it, but there's this warmth to it that when I was scrolling through your Instagram feed that you could just see that like there's this richness about it, this warmth about it. And, you know, it's a great color, you're right, for what you do and for the energy that you bring to your business. So I'm always curious, you know, like I said, I like to ask a bunch of different fun questions. That's now, probably the most interesting question I've been asked that wasn't <laughs> on the topic of trauma. <laughs> You're just like, oh my goodness, what is she going to say? So no, so color purple, royal purple is your go-to color. Now, business. Let's mm. talk a little bit about business. Where did you start in business really briefly? Like this one's always a quick snapshot. And where you are today in business? Okay. So I've always been on a healing and spiritual journey. I spent a lot of time in a lot of pain in my younger life, in my early 20s, uh, right up until my family and I lost completely everything in 2016. Mm -hmm. So it was a massive traumatic event. So I lost my house, figured out that my husband was (laughs) not not great at the same time Uh and basically had to start all over again from nothing. And I was in such a deep hole that I just, I thought, if I don't do something about this stuff, I'm literally going to top myself here. So mm-hmm. I, di- I dove headfirst into learning everything I could about the mind. I thought it was all going to be mindset stuff. So mm-hmm. I became a mindset coach. I became a hypnotherapist. And then I was realizing I was still hitting blocks in my life, even though I had this great mindset. And I was like, oh, positive thinking fixes everything. And then I discovered the wonderful world of somatic experiencing and trauma work. And I was like, oh, there's actually so much more to this than just mindset. So that's been the origins of how and why I started my business. And then it's just been scaling from there, trying to get to as many people as possible. I've got a big love for working with entrepreneurs and I always have. So a few years back, I really shifted my focus to more entrepreneurs because they have what I can see after working with hundreds of them now is that they all have this real interesting theme of trauma and the belief systems and the the mindset that's created around that is it's specifically uh, an entrepreneurial issue, which is really interesting. And what I love here is that you brought up a very big topic and something that, again, I fight with people about often is that there's a place and time for business strategy. There's a place and time for mindset work, but there's also a place and time for healing. I believe you can't have one without the other, but somewhere in the online space and how people consume content, it's either heavily masculine energy, in my opinion, or heavily feminine energy, 
But to me, I believe there's this blend that needs to happen. And it depends. Sometimes like for me, I need the healers, right? I need mm-hmm. the therapy, but other times I just need a little dose. Do you mean a little dash of a little bit of mindset? And other times I don't need either of those. And I just need to put my head down and focus on the next funnel. What are your thoughts about that? Because I just love that you talked that you did do some mindset, but you've also done the trauma, which to me is like, yes. Do you know what I mean? It's not just one or the other. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I now do a combination of what we call top down, like coaching, therapy, advice giving, pattern recognition, mindset work, all of that sort of stuff coming from that neocortex level. Mm-hmm. And then, which is like your conscious mind, what you're consciously aware of, NLP, that sort of stuff, neuro linguistic programming, if anyone doesn't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And then that's why I combined it with what we call the bottom up approach. So that's actually working with the body because our unconscious trauma actually resides in our body. Mm-hmm. And when you can release it from a body level, it actually has this filtration going back up the brain stem and it can go a long way to changing your belief systems and your mindset all on its own because your body is nice and calm your nervous systems calm down you've maybe thought out of a freeze or you've come out of fight or flight and you see the whole world so much differently and that's literally like the neurobiology um, nervous system link right there it is they're very very much connected we've got 80 percent I believe more afferent fibers so more information basically coming from the body to the brain than the other way around, which is why so many people get in these loops of thinking that they can think their way out of situations. But if your nervous system is like up shit creek without a paddle, mm-hmm. you've got a big problem on your hands. All right. Well, this is interesting. We talked before we hit record. I was like, I don't know how much we're going to get in the nervous system, but sometimes it's just, this is divine timing, right? It's the exact question that we need to then dig into (laughs) for people who might be listening. They'd be like, what are you two going on about this nervous system, this top down, bottom up, et cetera. Tell us a little bit more about just define the nervous system so that everyone's on the same page and how much does the nervous system impact trauma that is then potentially impact people from succeeding both in life and in business. Yeah, your nervous system is, it is, I think it's everything. If I had to pick between doing mindset work only or doing nervous system work only, I would choose the nervous system every time because that is attached to your unconscious or your subconscious mind, mm-hmm. which is basically scanning your environment for threat all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you've had a lot of trauma in your childhood and all the basic Um, definition that I give people about trauma is it is energy that is unprocessed in your body, energy Mm -hmm. and emotion. So either anger or, you know, maybe you've had your defense mechanisms shut down as a child. And so you've gone into what we call a freeze. Mm -hmm. If you are still carrying that freeze into your business or your life, everything just seems so much harder. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll be making decisions. Basically, if you're in fight or flight from a nervous system perspective, everything's going to look like a threat. You're probably going to be experiencing anxiety and your ability to assess situations and basically take stock and have a reasonable, rational um, viewpoint on it is really impacted because your vision becomes very narrow and your body's always trying to move away from a threat. That doesn't necessarily mean that what you're choosing is good for you. It just means your body feels like it's better than what you're in right now. Mm. And that leads people to making decisions and they keep making these decisions that aren't necessarily good for them or good for their business, but they're making it from a place of being under too much pressure and not being able to regulate that. Mm -hmm. It makes decisions really hard. If you have been in fight 
or flight for too long. So if your body feels like it cannot fight the threat Mm -hmm. and it cannot run away from it, the last line of defense of the nervous system is to go into a freeze. Mm -hmm. In a freeze, that is where depression starts to come in. If you, if you experience it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel depressed if you're in a freeze, but if you are depressed, then you're definitely in a freeze. It's, um, where our basic decision-making skill, like everything feels like you're pushing thoughts through butter, basically. Mm -hmm. It's just really, really difficult. It's really overwhelming. That's usually where trauma sets in because it gets locked underneath that that freeze response. Now, if you can think about um, all of that nervous energy, so you, you couldn't fight, you couldn't run away, it's now locked underneath that freeze. It actually takes a lot of energy to hold all of those emotions and everything down. Mm-hmm. So you're going to lose energy in your life. You're going to lose motivation. You're going to lose your, your drive, your willpower, all of that sort of stuff. It has this huge knock-on effect of everything that you do. And you've talked a little bit about it, but I'm curious to know more like People will be like, okay, I get it's probably like the nervous system. It's like kind of locked in there. But what could then that look like for people? Like, how would people know that they've got unresolved trauma? Like, what are the things that they're looking for? Right. So as far as behavioral patterns, if you keep running up against the same pattern in your life, it's a really good indication. Like I always say to people, results don't lie. If there's something that keeps showing up in your life, whether it's in business or a relationship or money or you know, basically anything that's showing up that isn't what you want, it can usually be traced back to some form of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, the other issue is a more physical issue. So we've also got something called global high intensity activation. So if you think of the fight flight mechanism as the accelerator of the car and the freeze mechanism is the brake, mm-hmm. if you have global high intensity activation in your body, it's like you've got the accelerator and the brake both jammed down at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the wheels are spinning, all the petrol's being used up, but the car's not actually moving. Mm-hmm. And that can cause huge problems in the nervous system. It can cause gut issues. Um, depression, anxiety, obviously, um, massive illness. It is just, it wreaks havoc on your system. So if you're experiencing physical issues, especially um, chronic illness, like uh, autoimmune stuff, or, uh, you know, things like hair falling out, anything that's really undiagnosable for, you know, Western mainstream medicine, and they just give you a thing, go, oh, you know, we think it's this. I would always obviously do the physical aspect, you know, take the medicines you need to take, vitamins, C, naturopath, all of whatever it is that you uh, get called to do, mm-hmm. and also address the underlying trauma. So I have, um, I had a client or I have, still have a client at the moment, she's a nurse, and she had extremely bad endometriosis, endometriosis uh-huh. and it literally came from some sexual trauma that she had as a child. Mm-hmm. And once we really started working through that healing process, the endometriosis, like the pain and everything she was getting around that time of the month, it started to clear. Mm-hmm. And that's with her taking out the marina. It's with her, um, you know, not changing anything necessarily about her life, mm-hmm. but just doing the healing work that's available. Mm-hmm. And would you also say things that might be present for other people? Cause I'm just trying to give some other additional examples would be things like 
Unhealed trauma can look like low sense of self-esteem, codependency in relationships, fear of being abandoned, for example, putting your needs aside for other people, craving for external validation, um, you know, things like always fearing what might happen next. So again, like you're saying, like you're kind of like, it's like that freeze you didn't really know, resisting positive change, potentially even like tolerating abusive behaviors from others. I mean, are those also things that people potentially are like, yeah, you've probably got a little bit of unhealed trauma that needs to be explored. Yep. Every single one of those. So mm. people pleasing, chuck that one in there. Yep. Um, that's a big one. So if you're, and, and all of this, because it comes down to mainly our childhood, unless you've had one, like one or a few big significant traumatic events that you haven't healed from, mm-hmm. it does come down to the programming and, you know, how much fear and stuff was put in the child as we were growing up for, mm-hmm. for any different reasons. And that can be, you know, just putting the fear of God into them when they're misbehaving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's different ways to go about it that won't have such an impact. This is why I also really get into the um, ancestral trauma line. So mm-hmm. the actual genetic side of things is really interesting. There's an amazing book on that called It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wallen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is an absolutely incredible field. So essentially your whole family's trauma is going to be passed down from generation to generation. I have had quite a few clients come in over the years that have said to me, oh, I had this amazing, loving childhood. I've got great parents, et cetera, et cetera. And then we dig further, like a little bit deeper into their history. And it's like, oh yeah, my, my dad's dad committed suicide or my, um, my, you know, like bigger traumatic events happen through the family, which does impact them. Mm-hmm. And listen, I would, I mean, for me too, is like that transgenerational patterns, right? Like it doesn't just start with one. There's normally something under it in it. But a lot of times I think people get scared to look at, right, the past, right? And they're just like, oh, it's over and done with. But I believe it's like, you got to dig deep to start getting results, right? Like you got to start unpacking somewhere. And for my family, it's like, my mom didn't speak to my grandmother. My grandmother didn't speak to her, you know, mom, and, and I don't speak to my mom, right? So it's like three generations. And so when I had a baby girl, I was like, you know, there's there no jokes aside, this is serious shit. If I want to break this pattern of my daughter and I, do you mean potentially continuing to be able to talk forever? You there's trauma from years and years and years that wasn't started with me, but I still need to address it. I have a responsibility to address it in order for my relationship with my daughter to be healthy. And I work on this daily, right? Like the trauma doesn't, I have to be consciously aware of this all the time, not in a bad way. And I would say like, because of the work I'm done, I'm so much calmer about it. But when I first started, I was like, holy shit, this is how you fuck kids up, right? Like this Mm. is, if you don't, I don't know, take, take responsibility. Well, that's the whole, that's the whole key thing is taking that responsibility, you know, whether you like it or not, this, this stuff did happen to you. It happened to your family. If you look back, you know, even two or three generations above our parents, they were we're in wars like that's that shit's going to have an impact on everyone collectively yes. mm-hmm. and I just want to point out that you know we don't in especially in trauma healing like we can't cast blame because everyone's just human totally. and everyone's doing their um the best with what they have etc which is why the emotions underneath it need to be processed so that you can actually come to that space of forgiveness so it's not like there's anyone at fault necessarily it is that we go okay we're taking responsibility it ends with me I'm Mm -hmm. taking responsibility for myself so that I can impact my future generations and also the world in a more positive light and I like that how you said it ends with us right like we can't change the past 
we only get to change us and what what we do moving forward based on our choices, right? We can choose to heal, not heal. Well, there's going to be fucking consequences with that, right? And that's what I think sometimes people forget is for every choice you make, there's either a positive outcome or, an, or a negative outcome, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's we all have choices. And I just think if you can go spend money on, and again, no wrong or right way, the Gucci, a new outfit, the wine, the whatever, and we'll talk more about this in a little while, then like healing to me should be on that, that buy list, the shopping list, the grocery list every single week. Because to me, this is, this is personal growth. This is business growth. This is relationship growth. There's so many positives, which I know we'll get into in a minute, but I get really worked up about this. If you haven't noticed, because I just believe that there's so many women that don't take responsibility and that they wake up every day and they blame and they blame their husbands. They blame their friends, they blame the family, they blame whatever, but I'm like, it's you, no one's coming to save you. You've got to be able to save yourself. Right. And healing will allow you to do, I mean, process so many unresolved X, Y, and Zs, but yet people don't want to do the work, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Actually, we'll talk about it now. Yeah, we'll talk about it now because I've got so much to say on that subject. But before I go into that, one thing about the whole Gucci bag and jewelry and and all of this other expensive shit that we buy, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I love nice things. I'm really, really interested in always having the things, the the best of things. Mm -hmm. I really, that's one of my core values is being able to get good quality. However, what I can tell people is that most people buy this expensive stuff unconsciously because they think it's going to make them feel better. And it never, ever, ever does because it's just that temporary high, that little bit of a, oh yeah, I really love this thing. And now I feel better for 10 minutes rather than if they were to spend even a small portion of that money on their own healing journey, A, they may not need all of that stuff and B, they may just, you know, buy the select things that they absolutely love and get so much more enjoyment out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yes, Whew, we could talk. This is getting good, and <laughs> I, I agree. It's like <laughs> it's it's like again, yeah. There's there's so many layers there. We'll get to it. We will get to. It, but I couldn't agree more about that. It's just like again, they feel the feel for a minute, but then everything continues to get squashed, and we're not really dealing with what we need to deal with, right? It's Absolutely. Just like we're mimicking, we're layering it, and so now we've talked a little bit about trauma. Do you want me to to just speak on that last little bit that you said about the um, people waiting for stuff to fix their lives for them? Yeah, yeah, totally. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to sum this up in really, really short form because I know we don't have too much time. (laughs) Yep. So the moment that you are pointing the finger at someone else, you are blaming them for something or you're waiting for someone else to fix your life or Mm -hmm. you're waiting for someone else to appoint you as worthy or deserving or anything like that is the moment that you are victimized in that situation. Mm -hmm. And that goes for people pleasing as well. So people pleasing is essentially, you know, we think we're coming from a really good place trying to make everyone around us happy. And I am a former people pleaser myself and former captain codependent. So I fucking get it. Yep. <laughs> um, however, when we have these sorts of behavioral things going on that have their roots in trauma, we essentially feel like we can't deal with things ourselves and that we need external help or validation or something like that to, to make us feel better. And that puts us in the victim position. We're a victim of our lives. And that victim of our lives, so then starts to play havoc. Mm. Everywhere we look, havoc, Every havoc, havoc. Spot. Yep. Talk about people pleasing, but I would also, in my own experience, there's a direct correlation. I believe that whenever there's a high level of trauma that's unresolved, I also see a lack of boundaries for a lot of people. 
or too rigid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll say this a million times over if anyone's listened to my podcast or followed me for one minute on social media. I'll say that, you know, trauma, there, there are always gifts in trauma as well. Mm-hmm. There's always lessons and some huge businesses have built, been built off the back of some incredible trauma. And I know that because these, these entrepreneurs, they come to me and they're like, I thought that building this massive business was going to make me happy. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And now they've just got this huge business that they've built trying to make them feel better and they end up having to come and backtrack and do the healing work. And quite often they need to then change their business. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to be building. You're better off to deal with your trauma and your shit um, parallel to building your business or at least get the foundation sorted before you start your business if you're in startup phase because then you'll be building the right business for you because you'll be in alignment. Mm-hmm. And I talk often about alignment. It's one of my key things when women start to come with me. They'll blame burnout or they'll blame this. I'm like, no, 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 no. If you're burnt out, to me, it's just a sign that you're unaligned. And you're either unaligned in home life, community, or business. And until you realign, you're at shit as far as I'm concerned. Oh, we are good. This is good. Like I said, good thing we're not face-to-face because we could be together for a very long time tonight, Holly. Are you going to Napa (laughs) Valley? No, I'm not. Oh, I was going to say we could carry this conversation on in March uh, in Napa Valley. But okay, we might have to do a side Zoom, you and I, just for a catch up because this is good. Now, it's good stuff. I know people might be out there going, okay, how would people know if they have trauma that needs healing? Or if it's just day-to-day drama, because I think in our world, in society, we're just like, oh, no, it's just drama. It's just drama. It's just day-to-day. Get over it. Move on. And I ask this because, like I said, I feel society minimizes trauma when, in fact, it's causing havoc in people's lives. So how would they know if it's trauma that needs healing or if it's just day-to-day? So this is a really interesting question, and I've never, ever had anyone ask me this question, so I'm very excited to dive into it. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that the trauma is what's causing the drama, Mm -hmm. right? Because when we have, whenever we're triggered by something and we're getting in uh, reaction mode, you know, someone's really pissed us off or someone's hurt us or our business isn't going well or whatever it is that's triggering us, there is always something deeper within as to why it's triggering you. So Mm -hmm. If you didn't have that wound or that trauma, whatever you want to call it, they're pretty much the same thing, Um, or maybe that pattern and program in your subconscious, the situation in front of you wouldn't be as triggering or triggering at all. Mm -hmm. You'd be able to handle it. So if you don't have... If you, if you fully feel confident and complete within yourself and someone comes up and calls you an absolute asshole or what, whatever name, you're going to be like, okay, cool story, mate. Thanks very much for your opinion, but I just don't agree. Yeah. Where if you have that trauma within you or those wounds and part of you actually agrees with that person, that's when we get really upset about things. And mm-hmm. I always say the triggers are the treasure. Mm-hmm. That is literally where you go in. If something's triggering you on the outside, that is your number one cue to go, oh, okay, what's here in me that's either causing this situation or is reacting to this situation in a negative way? And I like that you bring that up because whenever I'm triggered, I'm like, ooh, I used to run for it for many, many years. Where now when I'm triggered, I'm like, oh, there's gold here. I just have yeah. to sit with this. I need to feel it in the body, right? Sometimes I sleep on it, but then sometimes I journal on it. Sometimes I'll work with the healers, whatever, because the trigger's there for a reason. I know when I was triggered once and I did hypnotherapy around a client who she said to me, I thought when I worked with you one-on-one, I'd get all these templates. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I was like, 
well, you fucking, I'm giving you 900 million fucking templates. So I then knew that she had her own things going on. Right. Mm. But then I remember doing the hypnotherapy session and my uh, lady was like, well, what do you need to talk about today? It's like, I don't fucking know, but this client's triggered the fuck out of me. Right. So let's see what's going on. So what we found out was, is it pretty much came down to my mom had like, we, she handed me down and we got to this. um, I was in the kitchen uh, I'd seen that she had written some, do you mean fake shit about me? It's like this person she was dating. She said I was like a doctor and GPA and none of that was true. And so when that client said this, the underlying trigger was that I wasn't enough. Mm. Because if I wasn't enough for my mother, then how could I be enough for my, do you know what I mean, client? But yeah. that surface level, I would never have known that, that that's what it was ever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But by taking the time in this instance to work with a hypnotherapist and get to the root of it, it was like, oh, this makes sense. Right. But for me, there's gold. Whenever I'm triggered, I sit with it because there's something there for us to growth. I used to run, but I'm all about embracing it now because there's, there's so much gems that can come. But again, the willingness to want to look within and not everyone is ready to look within. And that's why we need help, honestly, because it's, especially if there's trauma going on in the system, there's going to be a level of, I don't feel safe. I don't Mm -hmm. either feel safe in the world, safe with my, uh, with my community or safe in my body in general. Mm -hmm. And in order to reestablish that sense of safety with the nervous system, you literally have to co-regulate with someone else Mm -hmm. or a group of people where you can start um, basically the nervous system will pick it up that, oh my God, actually I am safe to speak my truth. Oh, mm. I'm safe to talk to this person about something. I don't have to hold all of this shame because this other yes. person in front of me is just holding me in a field of unconditional love. And there's no shame here when I speak my story. And that is, there's just so much healing. Even if you just go to a counselor, a psychologist, obviously I'm I work with the body as well. So I I feel like to get a full spectrum healing, you've got to do both at some stage. Yes. But there is still so much healing in um, an empathetic witness to your pain. I can't can't agree more. And, And hypnotherapy isn't for everyone, right? We'll talk about plant medicine isn't for everyone talking therapy isn't for everyone. I'm like, find something that works for you, you know? And what I find is when people are more likely to, to try one thing, they're more likely to try something else later on. Right. So they might, it just might be that they don't feel safe enough to try one modality at the moment, or it's, it's too new to them or unheard of. Again, that, that safety mechanism from our subconscious. Right. So I'm like, try fucking anything. Just don't sit there and try and do this alone, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. Now, We've talked about trauma. I'd like to chat about how do people heal from their trauma? Because I believe trauma work will set people free, but I also, it will also help people have these successful businesses, which is obviously the core audience that's listening today. So what does the healing process look like is what I'm curious to know, because I personally know it's not all fucking rainbows and glitter when you get in there. In fact, it gets quite messy. But in my experience, once you work through the messy middle, there's always a pot of gold at the end. Uh, But again, I feel that the healing comes in layers. So I'm curious just to know, like, what are your thoughts about what people can think when they think healing is versus like what actually happens? Because I think some people think it's Rose fucking gardens when it's like, actually, here's a reality check. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, I can't stress the importance of enough of, of finding someone. So even just looping back to that whole modality thing, it's, it's partially the modality. Sure. So if you've got, if you've got repressed rage in your body that you actually, you know, if it's really repressed, you won't even know that it's there until someone else helps you dig it out essentially. And it can be terrifying when that rage first starts coming through your body because it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. So having someone that 
knows what they're doing in particular in modalities is really important, but just as important, probably if not more so, is having is finding the practitioner that you feel safe with, mm-hmm. safe enough to talk about all of your stuff and to actually go through those hard, deep, sticky bits. Because one of the hardest bits, and if you've got a good coach or a um, a good uh, therapist or whoever you're seeing if they can actually help you work through your shadow side. So this is all the ways in which we are actually, you know, screwing ourselves over. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's usually the stuff that we don't want to look at because it's covered in a layer of shame. Mm -hmm. So like I was speaking to a client the other day and she was like, oh, I realised, you know, I I kept going back to this guy um, because I was codependent with him, but I realised I actually really liked the attention. And she didn't realise that until after she listened to one of my last um, podcasts with Dr. Nima. Mm-hmm. And it was that moment that she was able to actually look at her shadow and go, oh, fuck, I created this because there was a part of me that enjoyed it and now I'm in power to make a different choice. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be able to look at ourselves, really take that hard look at ourselves. But, again, having that um that person that's not reacting or shaming you or anything like that is so important because that person should be able to laugh at those parts of, of you with you mm-hmm. does that make sense like 100 oh, silly human <laughs> silly human stories look at the way that we screw ourselves mm-hmm. over <laughs> but also that safety mechanism all right feeling safe yeah, with someone to be able to have those conversations with knowing that the shame is not going to be there and that they're just going to accept you for who you are mm-hmm. uh, is a very powerful I mean I look at it the same as hiring me as a business consultant right that like you, you there's a level of neutrality that needs to be there in order for growth to happen to right and it comes down providing that safe environment so i believe anyone doing healing anyone doing business etc you don't need to do it alone i'm not saying you have to do it with someone forever because i believe healing is a journey that continues all the time new level new Mm. devil right but when you need it just reading another fucking book sometimes more than likely is not going to cut it people you need someone to be able to just like sit in that space let their zone of genius come in and kind of be vulnerable to what needs to happen in order for you to truly have the growth that you know is there for you well that's the thing like as as amazing and very necessary as books and podcasts and and information is the the book or the podcast isn't going to sit there and pick out your shadow sides for Mm -hmm. you And the reason they're called shadow sides is because they're in your unconscious. You don't realize that you're even doing this. It takes someone else to actually reflect back to you and go, hey, look, I've noticed a pattern here. Do -hmm. you know that you're doing this? And then it's like this light bulb moment. It's like, oh. Uh-huh. oh shit <laughs> yeah and they're like okay they're like i see it never speaking of and oh, then shit. we can change then we can make the change but the the oh shit moment has to come in that bubble of safety otherwise it just gets covered with more shame more guilt especially more guilt and that inhibits our growth and our healing it certainly blocks us from getting any goal that we could have got by slaying that dragon you know mm-hmm. And I guess those oh shit moments too, though, like they might sound shit, but then there's also so many aha moments. And I'm curious for for you to share a little bit about what are the benefits people can see when they start to heal their trauma, both in life and in business? Oh, this is such an interesting question too. Gee, you're full of these interesting questions. <laughs> I really like these. Um, okay, so the the way that I know that people are healing is because they will go out and, and it's very, very subtle, right? Because you, as you change as a person, you're going to start acting 
differently in your environment. So we always look at the results. So you might be going into a situation and you might deal with some sort of conflict or or situation completely differently than you would have in the past. Mm-hmm. And then when you sit back and you go, oh, wow, that used to, that would have really upset me before. That's healing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I always say to people, you know, your trauma causes your belief systems and your belief system causes your reality. So mm-hmm. if you've got it, if you're going into after you've done a deep trauma healing session, if you then go out into the world and you've got a whole bunch of new belief systems of feeling worthy and um, feeling like you can communicate better and you're not getting triggered, then you're going to get a whole different reality reflected back to you. So we mm-hmm. always look at the results because they don't lie. Otherwise, we just get into a little bit too much of the fluffy zone, which I'm not super keen on. <laughs> Dude, amen <laughs> for that. And I also know just like with experience, like recently I just started dating a new guy and um, it was a, it was super interesting. Like normally when I see someone, I'm like, oh my God, like you get like these butterflies in your stomach, right? Or I have. And then I'm like, there's like almost this excitement, but there's almost like walking on eggshell feeling is what I've always had. So I went and met this guy for a walk, this new guy. And I got in my car and I was like, this is weird. I don't have the butterflies. I don't have this uneasy feeling. And then I thought, oh, and my, my brain went to, I must not like him. I'm not into him. And then I was like, hold on a minute. Do you think he's hot? Tick. Yes. Was he lovely and kind and reciprocated communication? Yes. Then what's the problem? And I was like, oh, you're trying to self-sabotage this because it was a new baseline. I had never sit in the calm before, right? Because I'd, some of the people I've dated in the past may have had a few narcissistic characteristics, right? Um, As we all do, but it just depends yeah, how it's expressed. Yeah, how it is. <laughs> but my thinking was, I was like, oh, this is interesting, right? And I thought, okay, that to me was an indicator that I've started to heal on this journey, not to say I'm perfect when it comes to relationships, but the fact that I've, I have to get used to a new baseline and not go back to the default baseline. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you want me to explain exactly what's happening in your brain in that moment? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So basically what's going to happen in that situation when you've, you've done some healing, I'm going to hazard a guess and say that there was either, you know, traumatic relationships or you had a lot of chaos in your childhood. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that the the brain, the neurochemistry of the brain is more wired for stress. So mm-hmm. it's going to be um, literally have like more receptors for things like cortisol, norepinephrine, adrenaline, that sort of stuff. Yep. And so when you get into a situation, especially if you've done some healing and you get into a situation that could possibly have the um, potential to be triggering, the brain starts to be on high alert and it goes, mm-hmm. oh, my God, where's where's the threat? What do I need yes. to look out for? Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Um, and then because it's so already so hardwired for stress, actually having something calm, it's going to feel really unfamiliar and unfamiliar is even more dangerous to the brain than familiar. Yeah. So it's literally trying to seek out that, that familiar feeling. I always say to people, those, those big butterfly feelings, when you first meet someone, usually like sit with that for a really, really, really long time. Mm-hmm. That, that needs to be the indication that you need to spend even more time getting to know this person than what you would if everything was calm at the beginning, because it's usually indicative of some sort of traumas bouncing off each other. Like we tend to attract our reciprocals. So, you know, as a former, (laughs) former captain codependent, I would attract the flip side of that coin, which is more on the narcissistic side. And so our, our traumas really match. So I had more anxious attachment. They had more avoidant attachment. And so there got to be this replay of, um, of, uh, you know, childhood scenarios and the way that my brain had set up relationships in my head. 
So um, for me, my dad used to leave a lot because of work and everything. So I was constantly used to being abandoned by the masculine. So of course, then I'm going to go out into the world and seek love in absent places because my father was absent. It Mm -hmm. just, you know, then I was attracted to that because it was familiar. Absolutely. And so I like how you said that, because I think, again, giving a real life example on how the brain works, etc. is so important. And that for me, like I said, it was, it's one of the indicators now that whenever I get butterflies or etc, it to me, it's actually a red flag, not necessarily always bad, but it's like, well, hold on, why do you have this nervous reaction? So when I didn't have that nervous reaction, I thought, well, this, this isn't the right guy. This isn't it, right? Like this isn't, mm. when in fact, you know what I mean? He's been one of the most kindest, gentlest human beings ever, right? So it's a, uh, yeah, it's very interesting on how, again, I love the power of the brain, the body, what it holds and what clues it's constantly giving us. Now, oh, so many. like we talked a little bit about earlier, some people are going to go, healing is expensive, right? I don't have time for this. I don't, I don't know this, you know, but my thinking is, is, and I'd love to know what your thoughts are about, but what is it actually costing people in your opinion, Holly, by not investing in the healing? Well, it's causing them pain. It's causing them to that, like they're losing time. You can always make more money. You mm-hmm. can't get back your time. So if you, if you don't do your healing and you end up in a relationship that is driven by trauma, and then you have children with this person and you spend 12 years of your life with this person and then realize, oh my God, this is all too much. I realize now that I should have done my trauma healing 12 years ago. Uh-huh. And then you wouldn't have ended up in that situation like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like this, I, I believe that healing work should be every single person's top priority because not only for them but for their children and for the entire community that they're in because again if you are uh if you are healing yourself you're less triggered by people there's less conflict your communication skills are better your boundaries are better you're a healthier human then we look at the ripple effect outwards on the community on that Mm -hmm. healed people heal others just so much as hurt people hurt people at a broader community level we've got less stress-induced disease we've got you know less pressure on the healthcare system we've got more people getting the um the help and the the community and everything that they so desire and require essentially mm-hmm. so and listen i love that i heard this um probably about a couple of months ago hurt people hurt people heal people heal people right mm-hmm. and so- it's it's such a simple but yet so powerful statement and i also know when i was in my mental health days that Wherever there's anger, I believe there's unresolved grief. And where there's unresolved grief, we've got unresolved trauma, right? And so for me, it's it's like we've got some things we got to work on. Now, for Mm -hmm. those people, if you haven't clearly understand how excited Holly and I and how much power we have and enthusiasm we have and just basically get healed people is what my motto would be for this particular episode. Where can people connect with you if they're wanting to learn more about healing and working with you? Because again, uh, just like business coaches, I think people will know when I bring people on my podcast, I'm quite selective about who I bring on because there's a million shit um, business coaches. There's a um, shit healers, right? Obviously do your due diligence is what I say. So I'm curious to know for the listeners out there that are ready to do some healing and work with someone who's got runs on the board is an ethical, just a good human like yourself, Holly, how can they find you and connect with you? Yeah, so they can look at me on Instagram, Holly Loxton underscore coach. Uh Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Holly Loxton, and my website is www.hollyloxton.com.au. At the moment, uh, I've actually only got one more spot for a three-month one-to-one client, but I do run group programs that have 
have one-to-one elements because I really like to get into people's trauma and stuff really deeply. Like I said, there's a there's a boatload of information out of there. My online courses that are zero touch point actually have um, processes that people can do at home, which is really important. And that will get them a lot of the way. Um, however, if they want that extra one-to-one support and, and my eyes on their stuff in particular, then yeah, yeah they can just email me or yeah, contact no. me and stuff. That's awesome. And I've got one final question for you. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started off in business? Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I did the whole business thing, ask and about, because like I said, in 2016, we had so, so much trauma in our family and for myself, and I went to mindset and hypnotherapy and that sort of stuff first. And I didn't even know about the impact of the nervous system. So that first two years of business for me was absolutely just roller coaster really painful mental breakdown city even with really good mindset I would just was like my body was just having an absolute meltdown so if I was going to do it again I would work on the nervous system either in parallel or definitely first because it just makes everything in life so much easier but especially business I absolutely love it well Holly it has been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you today I'm so glad that we were connected inside of Scott's Facebook community I love how the world disconnects people and in divine timing we're getting exactly what we need at the right time so thank Mm -hmm. you for this this is a very important conversation that I'm glad I've been able to bring your expertise in here today so that people can start getting you know to what do they say cut the fat right it's like let's just get to the chase let's get some healing on and so I'd strongly encourage any of you that need to start looking at some trauma to connect with Holly, walk, don't run, don't walk is what I should say. And for those of you listening, don't forget to have an awesome day, no matter where you are in the world. We'll be putting the show notes together for this at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And again, thank you so much for today, Holly. I really appreciate you and your time. Thank you so much, Angela. It's been a great opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.